Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Welcome to North Abuse No More, where we're here to help educate you about narcissistic abuse, because your feelings do matter. Hi, and welcome to today's broadcast of Narc Abuse No More with your host, Dr. and Evangelist K.L. Rich. Thanks for tuning in today. Today is Tuesday, July the 27th of 2021. I pray that you've had a blessed, stress-free, narcissistic-free, abuse-free week so far, and that the remainder of this week will continue to be so as well. But if not, we're going to be talking about a few things today. Again, my name is Dr. K.O. Rich with Narc Abuse No More, where we're here to help you admit what you feel in order to heal from the effects of narcissistic abuse, because your feelings do matter. Yes, they do. But before we go on with today's broadcast, I would like to invite you to visit us on our website website at www.narcnarcabusenomore.org. Again, that website address is www.narcnarcabusenomore.org, or you can type in narcissisticabusenomore.com. Again, that's narcissisticabusenomore.com, and on our website, you find valuable information regarding relationships, regarding narcissism, and you can also listen to a previous broadcast if you've missed any. We are on every Tuesday and Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 9 a.m. Central on SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Play, as well as iTunes, Deezer, CastBox, and a few others. So again, you could join us on our website. And there was something else I was going to mention and it just slipped my mind. Well, you know how that mind goes. <laughs> Anyway, we are on every Tuesday and Friday. Again, it's 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 9 a.m. Central. All right, what are we talking about today? We are talking about writing. Writing 
to your abuser, writing to yourself, just writing to get those feelings out. Uh, I, I know as a kid, um, there were times when I needed to write, you know, just to put down on paper where I couldn't tell somebody verbally. So I would write in my diary. And, and one of the things I want to say is, um, is that if you have a teenager and they have a diary, uh, try your best not to invade that because um, you know unless it's some extenuating circumstances drugs alcohol or something it's something that you really gotta you know deal with um, that will harm them but it's their way of expressing themselves and so if at all possible uh, allow them to be able to express themselves in writing because sometimes they may feel as if they don't have someone to talk to and they mm -hmm. can go journal and it's the same for us as adults uh, when you you're on that road to recovery when you're on that road to healing sometimes journaling can help also if you don't do a written journal do an audio journal um get you a little recorder or on your phone where you might not want it on your phone if you got other people around but get you something a little recorder or something that you can put away where nobody will get to it and journal do an audio whatever you're feeling on that day uh, uh it sometimes it's easier to do that you might be on the go and you might say you know what i'm gonna just record this um i don't have time to write it but i'm gonna record it and put the date on it yeah and then you can keep you know that's your audio journal or you can do the written journal but we're gonna uh talk about that uh some more things about journaling uh, but first before we go into that i want to read this letter that uh i had uh, found on reddit and this was some time ago I, I believe i read it on the show but it's been a while and i want to revisit it and so this person had wrote an open letter to their abuser and and let me just say this even if you say well i can't write to my abuser but you can write you can still write to your abuser without sending it off so you can still write an open letter to your abuser without sending it you don't have to send it in the mail. You don't have to uh, give it to them or anything like that. You can just keep it for your, you know, for yourself because it's all about helping you to heal from that abuse. So let me read this letter to you, and um, you may have, um, you may know someone who's experienced what's in this letter. You may have experienced it yourself. But the thing is, they wanted to write their feelings because when we talk on this show, we're talking about feelings because your feelings do matter so let me read this letter to you it says dear herman i almost never say your name out loud last i heard a couple weeks ago you were sick and the doctors don't think you're going to make it i was happy when i heard this because i wanted nothing more than for you to lie in the grave you dug for yourself as your demons dragged you to hell but then i felt bad but you don't get to make me feel bad anymore you did horrible unspeakable things to me you entered my body and ruined my soul for years i can still hear the jingle of your belt sometimes or some days I catch a whiff of your cologne. You know what I remember most? My knees popped all the time, probably from the amount of time I spent on them thanks to your perverted fantasies. I was a kid, 
I was confused and I didn't know what to do. I held this rage inside me and took it out on other people and on some days I still do. You raped other women and got away with it. But I want you to know that the only person you can never get away from is yourself. Every time I picture you, all is pain. I hate the way I remember you. I don't even know how to have a balanced relationship with someone because I'm constantly scared of losing them and being alone in the dark you put me in. I'm scared that I'm smothering or standoffish. All this anger I held inside of me and none of it was ever directed at you, even now. I directed it at myself. I looked in the mirror and saw a stranger staring back at me. I was so cold and I put up walls because I was afraid to let anyone in. I grew up to be closed off when I was so open and friendly. I was angry at God and I would turn away from him just because I didn't understand why me. I was screaming at him, God, why me? What did I do wrong? I let you stand between me and God and when I kicked you out of my life, it changed. God changed me. No God healed, restored, resurrected my body, heart, mind, and soul. I let God in first and we have developed a relationship stronger than steel. God sent me amazing people, some who kick-started me off in this journey and will never know how much they mean to me, and others who I shower with praise day in and day out. I can do anything I want. I have been through hell and back in my life, and somehow I still smile. I find strength to get up in the morning, and I make it through the day knowing that it really can't get worse from here. Some days are, are a struggle and some days are cloud nine. But I put one foot in front of the other and I found myself using blind faith and it worked. No more playing hide and seek with God. You made me question what trust is. All you did was lie to me made me want to jump ship. I gave everything I had in my life to these demons. Put all my pain in a box, couldn't open up, couldn't look at it, every time I felt sick. I would sit alone in my room and cry and slit my wrist or ponder drinking bleach because I didn't want to be in this body anymore. But this body is mine my own, my limbs, or my branches, and my skin is like a flower that brings beauty to this world. My mind is a garden, my soul is the wind, my voice is louder than the ocean. I have people who actually love and support me. I have people who care about me 
and you will never know what that feels like. I'm not afraid to speak my truth or share my story because I have learned that I am not alone. I am taking back my power and I am using that power to say throughout all that anger and walls I put up with that I forgive you. I forgive you for everything you have done to me. I pity you. I really do. And I hope before you die, you find peace. Because first and foremost, you are a human being. And a moment is all it takes. I am stronger now than I ever was. And I have never been prouder of myself. So how am I going? How am I doing today? Today, I am infinite. And that's all you will ever get to know about me. Because the best gift I've ever given you is silence. And I'm finally taking it back. Wow. What a powerful letter. What a powerful way of how she expressed her emotions and how she wrote down her her feelings to her abuser. I don't know if she actually mailed it or if she just wrote it down what she wanted to say, but at the end of the day that's not what's important. What's important is is that she took her power back and she was able to write this letter, this open letter so that she can express how she felt and be able to be honest about what she felt and didn't have to hide the feelings oh some people may say oh that is so brutal oh but you have to be honest with yourself in order to heal so it may not be pleasant some things with other people hearing it but we all may have experienced unpleasant things that you need to write down and unpleasant feelings that you might need to express but guess what expressing them writing them down and acknowledging what you felt is one of the first things you can do towards moving to recovery and so I want to take you to, um, I always like to give you websites that you can find valuable information, psychcentral.com. Psychcentral.com, um, this is an article from um, April 30th of 2017, and it's about writing prompts for recovery from an abusive or toxic relationship. And they go in to talk about journaling, which is, uh, they consider as a powerful tool for healing. You can write about the trauma that went in your childhood, that went, took place in your childhood. You can write about toxic relationships. But once you decide to write it down, that's when you can start healing because you're not, no longer hiding, well, this happened to me, or no longer just pushing it up pushing it up under the rug when you write it down you're actually acknowledging your feelings you're acknowledging the pain you're acknowledging what went on in your life you're saying this is me this is what happened to me and when you put that in writing it is so therapeutic 
And so they listed some things um, um, from day one all the way. I believe they give you like two, a little over two weeks of things that you should write or you could write each day when you're getting ready to start on your road to recovery. So if you decide that journaling is for you or doing an audio, again, you can either write a journal down, make sure you put it somewhere where no one finds it, or you can do get you a recorder and record your audio uh, version of it. But you want to make sure that you express and tell what happened to you, express it, acknowledge it. See, you could be honest on that paper. That paper is not going to judge you. That audio is not going to judge you. You can write what you want on that paper, and that paper is just going to take in what you what you wrote, but it's not going to judge you. It's not going to have anything to say, and you can be honest with yourself and that's part of healing so in day one this is what they start off with what where are you today what areas of your life is causing you the most concern and emotional pain describe how you feel about your early childhood and, and that's important because a lot of things that people are dealing with, um, a lot of it started out in childhood. You may think, oh, well, you know, it really doesn't matter. But yeah, it actually does. If you grew up in a house that was abusive and you found yourself later on being in abusive relationships, it could be because you may have felt more comfortable dealing with someone um, that was abusive even though you didn't like the abuse but you may feel more comfortable dealing with some someone that is abusive because that seemed normal to you no it's not normal but that's your normal okay that's your normal because this is what you grew up around this is what you've seen this is what you're comfortable with uh you didn't like it but did no less it happened and so you found yourself gravitating towards uh, toxic people who were abusers so write that down describe how you felt as a child if you went through if you uh, saw your parents being abused or, or you know there was verbal abuse emotional abuse things as a child if you were traumatized as a child someone did something to you write that down and put where you are today with it or you have you healed from it and if you haven't healed you more than likely right now you're you're walking through that recovery so write down where you are where do you feel that you are right now and what areas of your life are causing you the most concern what do i mean by that is there some areas that you feel that i need to get better with i'm not good with relationships i i put a wall up between me and people i have trust issues i i, I don't communicate well put where you are right now be honest with yourself you can be honest with yourself when you write in your journal or doing your audio version of it you can truly be honest with yourself because you can only begin to heal when you are truly, fully honest with yourself. Day two, they recommend, what emotional needs are you trying to obtain from someone else? Let me just write, let me just say this, is that sometimes we put a lot on other people that we they really then come to the table or they they really didn't bargain for 
And so list the biggest needs that you feel are not being fulfilled in your relationship. Now, now let me just say this. Um, if you're not healed, it's best not to get into a relationship until you work those things out. So if you get into a romantic relationship with someone, but you're still dealing with childhood issues, father issues, mother issues, or whatever, it's best to work those issues out first because if you don't work them out first, those issues become intertwined in that relationship. So if you know that you're dealing with some issues and then sometimes you can have a good person that you're involved with, but your issues are causing um, stress and trauma in the relationship because you haven't fully dealt with them yet. So if you are not in a relationship, then I would encourage you to get the help that you need and, and try to get healed first before you get into a relationship because you want to go into a relationship being healthy not being toxic where even if you find someone that is healthy by you not being healthy is going to damage that relationship or cause stress and trauma to that relationship now uh with the feelings you experience as a result of these write down the feelings that you that you feel are being unmet so if you're in a relationship with someone and you feel as if your needs are not being met then write that down what is it that's not being met what is it that you need to uh that you need in that relationship that you feel will help you to thrive or uh, help you all to be better in the relationship towards you know one another now think back to your earliest moments and think of a time when you had the experience of having some unmet needs and resulting emotions and write down that time in your life so if you feel as if there's a time in your childhood or your teenagers or whatever that your needs were being unmet write that down compare it to today see if you feel that I feel the same way I did as a child I feel that right now I felt that I was being neglected as a child and then I feel right now I'm being neglected by my spouse write that down because you might see some some um, some comparisons there that the same feelings that you felt as a child or or maybe early on in life you might be experiencing those same feelings right now all right we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back in just a moment <laughs> Nothing more than feeling Trying to forget my Feelings of love Teardrops Rolling down on my face Trying to forget my Feelings of love Feelings For my life I'm feeling I'm 
never met you, girl You'll never come again Continuing on, day three, draw your feelings. Once you draw them, use descriptive pictures and metaphors, observe them, notice them, and validate them. Now, sometimes with children, um, therapists, they'll have them draw their feelings because that's the best way they can describe what they're feeling, what they're going through. They sometimes don't have the words to express what it is that they're feeling so the therapist will have children to draw um, adults can do the same thing if you feel that hey um, I can draw better than what I uh, than what I can write then go ahead and draw it if you're angry then write you know draw your angry face if you, you don't have to be a professional drawing sketch or anything like that um, this is another form of getting your feelings out. If you're just totally mad or sad, you if you draw a uh, uh, paint all black picture where it's just nothing but black or whatever case may be, whatever it is, we just want you to put that on paper or in other words, uh, and, uh, or if you decide to do the audio version, but you can't draw the audio version, but you can also just draw if you want to draw your feelings. Some people, when they are artists, they express their feelings through their paintings, through their art, through their drawings. So this is another technique that you can use as well. Day four, 
Write your feelings of anger. Write a list of everyone you're angry with and why. And, and this is good because sometimes people are angry with someone. They don't even know why they're angry. Well, it's good to write that down so you'll know uh, or you properly um, being upset with someone over something that they actually did. Um, or is it something that you are, you're, you're, it's a way of displacement where you are angry but your displacement is toward the is is actually displaced because it's brain fog insomnia moodiness weight gain maybe you think they're just part of getting older but mini health understands that for women over 40 they can all connect to menopause it's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience not just hot flashes MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Toward the wrong person. So write down your feelings. Begin writing a letter to the person you are most angry with. This does not have to be given to them or read to that person. It's just for you. But write down why you're angry with this person, what you feel that they did, and, and what can, and even how it can be remedied, if it can be remedied. But write down your feelings for anyone um, who you're angry with. Number day five. Continue writing your letter to the person you are most angry with. Write as much as you need to until you feel complete. And that's so important. Getting those feelings out. Getting all that built up anger and resentment and frustration. Instead of it being built up on the inside of you, you're putting pen to paper and you're releasing it that way so that it won't be something that you just boggled down with day in and day out. Many people are carrying around bags loaded with all kinds of things because they haven't learned to let go of it and so you find yourself every day stressed out high blood pressure nothing's going right unhappy write it down so that you can learn to release it day six what unmet needs do you experience that you don't believe you can fulfill yourself? Sometimes we're expecting other people to make us happy and no one can make you happy. They can bring a smile to your face. And I mentioned this um, one time Will Smith was saying this, that he can bring a smile to someone's face, but he can't make them happy. And that's something we can't make someone happy. No one can make us happy, but they can do things to bring a smile to our face. So what unmet needs do you experience that you don't believe you can fulfill yourself? Because if it's something that you can fulfill yourself by all means, then you do that. But let me just say this though. One of the things that, um, as in that letter, 
the writer had written um, earlier that we read was she found fulfillment in God and God helped her to get through and to heal and yes she had better days than others but God was her source so what things do you feel that you cannot meet yourself for those of us who are Christians we know that hey we can't do everything we can't do anything within our own selves but the Bible lets us know that I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength and so when you are trying to do things on your own remember that God is our source what prevents you the most from living life on your own terms I don't mean things that's gonna harm someone or harm yourself what prevents you from living life? Do you feel I'm in a relationship that keeps me bound? Um, I'm not free to express myself. I'm not free to live my goals or my dreams. Uh, uh, what is keeping you from living life on your own terms? And write that down. If there's something that you feel is blocking you, whether it's a person, whether it's um, a lack of self-confidence, write that down because you need to see what it is so then you can thrive by saying okay this is what i need to do to move in the right direction day seven draw a picture of your family in your childhood draw the rooms in your house where each family was located show where they were violating boundaries who was abusive and who was not present now if this applies to you if you dealt with some abuse as a child or neglect or abandonment, draw that. Draw, draw, draw the house or draw if you were staying with someone or um, if you were in foster care or something like that. Draw what you remember from your childhood or in this case, we're going to say write it down. Write it down. Where, where were you staying? Did you have your own room? Did you have to share? What boundaries were broken? What caused you in your mindset to maybe even distrust someone because of those boundaries being broken? Day eight, write a list of every negative thing you can think of that you tell yourself. Now, we, we sometimes do this. I, I'm, you might say, I'm not pretty enough. I'm not thin enough. I'm not smart enough. Write down every negative thing that crosses your mind about yourself. Think of every critical and condemning uh, message that you repeat over your head like a movie marathon. And once you have completed that list, write down a second list of the positive things that you think about yourself. Because we want to move towards not being... We want to move towards not being uh, a critical of ourselves. So we want to move that the negative things to the positive. We all got things that we say we want to work on, we might need to work on. And that's fine because everybody has something that they need to work on. But for some people, you might say, well, I'm not this and I'm not that. And instead of embracing the good things about yourself, you say, well, hey, I got all this wrong with me. Well, what things would you say are the good things about yourself? Because everybody has something that is good. Now, the thing is, do you see it? You might be waiting for other people to see it, but if you don't see it yourself, then you can't expect other people to see what you don't even see about yourself. Day nine, write a list of positive, affirming 
man, man, mantras to start memorizing and internalizing in your life each day. What this is saying right here is whether you need to find it online, find it in the word of God, uh, uh, that the psalmist said that, hey, I am fearfully and I am wonderfully made and I know that full well. That is something you can repeat to yourself every single day. It's not being prideful. What this is saying is I'm trying to replace the negative notions that I have about myself and make them positive. So you can say, I am fearfully and I am wonderfully made and I know that full well. The psalmist was not bragging on himself. He was just saying because God had made him. So I am fearfully and I am wonderfully made. That means that God made me to be a unique, beautiful, wonderful person. And he also said, I know that full well. He had to know that. He had to think that. He had to believe that in order to even be able to express it. Now, sometimes we may need a little help. So in this case, you can use that verse. Let that be one of the, uh, the verses that you use. Um, in the Bible, it also says, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Instead of saying, I can never do anything right. I'm not this, I'm not that. No, say, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Why? Because the Bible lets me know. You can also go online and find words of affirmation to say to yourself every day and let that be what you repeat in your mind regardless of what people say, regardless of the negative con uh, 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 undertones and connotations they may say. Say it to yourself. Repeat something positive to yourself. You may only hear negative things. You're not this, you're not that or whatever, but say it to yourself so that you can replace the negativity with positivity day 10 write a letter to your younger self that went through the loss or trauma and trend or transform your today self let me just say this it, when you write to your younger self don't beat yourself up with you shouldn't have done this and you shouldn't have done that <laughs> Because we all can say, what in the world was I thinking? No, what you say is, okay, like in my case, I'm 46 years old. If I was to write to my 21-year-old self, what would I tell my 21-year-old self that I know now that I did know then? Write to yourself. This is not to say, beat yourself up and say, well, you should have. No, just say, it, it, I'm going to give you an example. If I was um, at 46 and I was 21, I would just tell myself to enjoy your life. Don't worry about the naysayers. Don't worry about those who may not believe in you. Believe in yourself. Don't get involved in any relationships that's not conducive to who you are and who you want to be. Value yourself more than trying to get value from someone else. That's what I would tell my younger self. One of the many things I would tell my younger self. So write this down. Write down what it is that you, now at your age, would tell your younger self. Even as a child, you might say, when I was seven, I would tell my seven-year-old self, X, Y, and Z. That's healing. Therapeutic. And it's also restoration for your soul. 
Number 11, day 11. Sit for a while and think about the different parts of yourself. Do you have a young self, a party self, a rebel self? Let me, and this is, this is interesting because many people, you don't have to be bipolar to have different types of personalities and different things. You might have a person that's uh, the serious side. So right to your serious side. You might have a, per, a, a side that's your humorous side. Right to your humorous side. Write the things that you are passionate about. Write the things that you see need work to each of those sides. Say my humorous side, well, you know what, maybe I need to laugh a little more. So write that to your humorous self. Your serious side, well, maybe I shouldn't be so serious. Maybe I need to combine you with my humorous side at times. Write to your different personalities that you have. Um, uh, if you are a happy-go-lucky person, then write to that person. And what is it that you like about that particular side of you? And write some things that you may not be so um, happy about with that side. But the thing is, we want to move into the positive. So don't dwell on the just the negatives. We want to move into the positives. See, and the reason that that is so because many people have been beat down already. And you don't want to, we, we're harder on ourselves than anyone else could be hard on us. So let's, let's try to think about the positives within us. Day 12, start getting used to writing from the different aspects of yourself. For example, write how your guilty self feels and then write how your compassionate self feels. Um, if you're writing from a different perspective, you might say, okay, when I'm guilty or feeling guilty or feeling less than, then this is how I feel. But when I'm feeling happy, when I'm feeling compassionate, when I'm feeling at the top of the world, at the top of my game, then this is how I feel. Because you want to get in touch with those feelings that you have. And being in touch with those feelings helps to open up new insight, new doors, new understanding, and new revelation as you're trying to move forward on your road to recovery. Day 13. Write about your childhood experiences in the third person as though it happened to someone else. And see, you can get you can get healing from this by saying that, say for instance, your name is Sally. Well, Sally thought that she was unloved. Sally felt as if her friends only used her. Sally felt that the boys did not like her. Right in the third person because then it can also give you a better understanding of how you actually felt by talking about yourself in the third person as if it's someone else. You Like you're writing someone else's story, but it's actually your own. All right, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back in just a moment.
and that is yeah. Emotions by Mariah Carey. All right. So we're getting ready to wrap things up. Um, number, where did we leave off at? Uh, number 14, day 14. We're, we're getting um, close to the end. Think about your day. What types of thoughts have troubled you the most today? Write down your thoughts in a journal. And, and we want to be honest with our thoughts. We want to be able to put our thoughts down. This is why we're journaling to begin with, to put your feelings and put your thoughts down. And even when something troubles you, write it down because then you can only uh, uh, be able to deal with it once you be able to see what it is that you're, ne you're needing to deal with. Number um, Day 14, write a list of people you need to forgive. And write a letter to each person on that list that you need to forgive and why. This doesn't mean you have to send it off to the person, but write down your true feelings. If there's someone that you're needing to forgive, the abuser, or anyone that you feel has done something to you that needs forgiving, then write it down. If we as Christians know that God, uh, he doesn't suggest we forgive. Is one of the requirements that he mandates for us to forgive because he has forgiven us. This doesn't mean that you're okay with what the person has done, but this means that I'm releasing. When we talked about this not too long ago, that is not giving the person a license to do what they did or saying that I'm giving you my stamp of approval just because I forgive. What it's saying is that I'm no longer holding myself bound by what was done to me and therefore I'm releasing it because I can only thrive and I can only move forward by releasing all the anger, the bitterness, the hurt, the pain of what was done to me. So if there's someone that you need to forgive, write it down what was done and would you feel that you know the uh what they what they did to you what you feel was done to you and write write down why you need to forgive them and why um yeah what took place with uh uh with you needing to forgive them number six day 16 write a list of people whom you have wronged and from whom you need to ask forgiveness and write to these people as well and and when you feel comfortable with being able to maybe talk to that person if you can then do so um the bible talks about we're being ministers of reconciliation now this doesn't mean if someone let me use an example if someone raped you and you you saying i need to forgive them for what they did but i don't want to you don't have to have a relationship with that person that's just saying that i'm released i'm releasing the pain of what was done not that the event not what took place was okay because that is never okay and that's what we want to make sure you understand is that it's never okay when someone does that type of violation to you. It's not okay. What you're saying is in order for me to heal, in order for me to move forward, I'm releasing it. I'm forgiving that person. I'm releasing it. But I'm not saying that it's okay with what they did. But I got to release the bitterness and the anger and the resentment and the rage that I feel towards what they did to me and how they violated me so and, and in the same sense if there's someone that you know that you've wronged and that that um that there's forgiveness that's needed on your end then you want to also uh 
make things right with the person that you've wronged. One of the things in AA, and we're going to go back over that one uh, again, the 12, step, the 12 steps in AA. Because it's universal with even healing with when it comes to abuse and, and doing what's right when you've been the person that may have done some wrong to someone else. And so we also, just like we want uh, to see that person or other people do us right, then we also have to use the golden rule and do others the same. And that means that if we've done something wrong to someone, then we want to ask their forgiveness as well. And last but not least, day, day 17. Write a letter to anyone you have any unfinished emotional business to contend with. Be very direct in your letters, describing what your feelings are and what you need to say to each person. And as with the journal, you want to make sure that you write in complete honesty and candidness so therefore if there's anything um emotional wise if there's someone and some, and let me just say this you even if, if you even if you tr try to reach out to some t to a person sometimes that person won't reach back and that's okay you've done what you can do if you if you trying to reach out to someone and they don't want to reconcile or whatever then let it go you you have to let it go and let God and just say, you know what, I've done what I can on my end and now I can lay it to rest. Because if someone doesn't want to reconcile, if someone doesn't want to um, get things right for us, uh, uh, the relationship, if someone doesn't want to deal with what they've done wrong to you or deal with what you know, they feel you've done wrong to them, sometimes people just don't want to, they, they want to just cut ties. And that's okay. Because guess what? As long as you've done your part, then you can wipe your hands off and let it go. The Bible talks about uh, shaking the dust off your feet. Let it go. Don't worry about it. Once you've done all you can do, then you just let go. And ultimately, this is your road to recovery. This is your road to healing. Everything that you journal, you don't have to follow these steps to the T. But when I'm just going to say if you journal or if you if you uh, do an audio journal, then that's helping you get in touch with your emotions, with your feelings and knowing that it's okay. I can say what I need to say. I can I can I can um, talk about my feelings, um, the, the tape recorder, whether the recorder is not going to judge me, the paper is not going to judge me. I can write it down. I can truly express what I feel with no judgment. And it's a way for you to release and heal because at the end of the day you want to be emotionally healthy and spiritually healthy just like we're to take care of our physical bodies part of taking care of your physical body is also your emotional health your spiritual health many people are sick and blood high blood pressure and all that because of stress unforgiveness you'd be amazed at how unforgiveness can cause people to have heart attacks strokes high blood pressure because they haven't learned to let go and once you learn to let go then you can heal so get that journal get that journal start that writing 
do not be a victim any longer. Say that, hey, I'm a survivor. I'm a survivor. I, I, I may have gone through this situation, but I will not be someone's victim. I am a survivor. And part of that is writing it down, getting in contact with your feelings, making things right when you can, or expressing things when you need to, telling people, hey, this is what I feel, this is what we've done, and even if you can't talk to that actual person, still write it down and release it. Record it. Release it. Every step that you take will help you move forward in the right direction. All right, we're about to here. I pray that today's broadcast has been a blessing to you. This is Narc Abuse No More, where we're here helping people admit what they feel in order to heal from the effects of narcissistic abuse because your feelings do matter. Dr. K.O. Rich, until next time. I'm out. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.